welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan. I'm your host. And on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Since the last time we spoke, the Queen died, Spitgate happened, the Emmys happened, it's New York Fashion Week. I mean, there's some things on that list I care more about than others, but, you know... Uh, most importantly, the cut alerted me to the fact that the queen's corgis uh, and a dorky that she has, which is a dachshund and corgi mix and a spaniel, are all going to Prince Andrew and Fergie, which, uh, you know, ooh, Prince Andrew. But as the cut pointed out, he is down some royal duties right now, so hopefully he will have time for the dogs. And not to make light of the queen's passing, I know people have a lot of mixed feelings about the monarch and everything surrounding it, but I do know a lot of people who felt a connection to the queen are mourning her loss and I you know one way or another she did have 70 years of service to her country so rest in peace Queen Elizabeth okay now not to point out my own failures but my consistency with this pod coming on the same day continues to be uh not great to put it lightly my excuse this time (laughs) is that we finally made it to the point where we are renovating the bathroom in my unit of the house. And that means, um, and if you don't know, I have a, I have a duplex. So the upstairs is disconnected. So it's, it's upstairs, but you have to go outside to get to it. And because my bathroom's been being renovated, we've had to go upstairs to go to the bathroom, to shower. And so for the first week after my bathroom had been demoed, and, and also as a reminder, not to toot our own family's own horn, but my parents are like very instrumental in doing my repairs. We don't really hire out outside people. They have taught themselves how to do so much. And I mean, we've had to do plumbing, electrical, like rewiring so much in this bathroom because we were switching the place of where things were. So anyways, it's just been a whole big ordeal. And we actually, they did the demo so nicely, like when I was in, uh, in New York. So I came back and the bathroom was demoed and that whole week I was, um, you know, having to go pee upstairs, go to the bathroom upstairs. And honestly, when I woke up in the morning and I know my dad, my whole family is probably going to kill me for saying this, but like when I woke up in the morning, I just like did not have it in me to go up those stairs and go outside, um, all the way upstairs. So I just would go out in the backyard behind my shed and pop a squat (laughs) and y'all can judge me for that. But like, it was so worth it. I felt one with nature. You know, that's maybe we're meant to peace squatting every once in a while. Um, so luckily that only lasted for a week. Then we got the toilet in. We still don't have a shower or a bath or a sink in there. And it's just like this. It's just the bare bones, like hardy board on the floor, like wooden walls, like without any drywall on top of them. So it is it is quite the sight right now. Um so I feel like it makes it sort of feel like your life is in shambles when you don't have access to something like a bathroom. And it's just, you know, it's thrown me off my schedule a little bit, throwing everything up in the air. So anyways, I thought maybe that image of me peeing outside would either give you sympathy for me or immediately make you turn off. But, you know, it's it's going to make you feel one way or the other. Speaking of houses, Demi Lovato's Architectural Digest tour came out. And I have to say... I respect the the hell out of it. Was everything in it my taste? No. But the thing is, it had a very clear viewpoint. And you know one of my ongoing things on here is I hate when there's a house that it just feels like the most 
cookie cutter or really just the vision of the interior designer and nothing from the celebrity themselves. It's like you look at this house and there is just not a shred of personality in it. And Demi feels like her. And the most insane part of it, and I will say actually a lot of her design I really like. She had this great like Gucci wallpaper in the kitchen, um, just some really fun structural like whimsical pieces in her furniture choices and she has this cloud room that you guys know I love clouds and it's rainbows it's actually by Jen Stark who I love as an artist for Elena's birthday we went to like this installation that she had in in Brooklyn and I I love I, I have a bucket hat with her stuff on it she's from Miami Florida girl so I love that Demi had like a custom Jen Stark mural in one of her rooms. And she said she always got a lot of creativity there. And the couch in it, it's like each section's a different color. My most favorite thing, though, is that she feeds these squirrels. And she calls all the squirrels the same name. And she has like this little like picnic table set up for them. And that just warmed my heart so much. I mean, I think I'll always have a soft spot for Demi Lovato. Like I know she goes out there and says some crazy shit and... I I still think she's finding herself and clearly has a lot of inner demons she's still like working on and working through but she's my girl like I I liked that that room tour house tour if you haven't seen it yet please do and please let me know how you feel about it all right since I've already rambled on about me peeing outside I feel like I'll just like kind of cut quickly to the articles today so let's get to our first article of the day Martha Stewart Doesn't Think Pumpkin Spice is Basic by Danya Isawai. Y'all know I cannot skip a Martha article. Martha is to this pod what Rita Orta Ora is to Who Weekly. So I just can't I can't resist her her ways. She posted this hilarious uh Instagram reel of her just wearing an apron. And it's an ad for Green Mountain Coffee. I need you guys to hear the audio. Oh, hi there. I'm just enjoying the natural flavor of pumpkin spice from Green Mountain Coffee Roasters. And nothing else, literally. Just look at this. A thing of natural beauty. No, 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 not me. My Green Mountain Coffee Roasters pumpkin spice coffee. It's made with natural flavors. That means they've stripped away the artificial and left nothing but goodness. What can I say? We have a lot in common. When I tell you I just need to meet the person who does Martha's brand deals or whoever decides <laughs> what she's going to say in these ads, I mean, a genius in every sense of the word. So obviously, while she's out there promoting her little collab with Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, she's doing the press round. So she did this interview with The Cut, and they say that they had 10 minutes with her and during this she was having a makeup artist you know dust her face on camera and so Martha opens this up with saying hello I'm just getting touched up for you and the interviewer says I'm honored so we're here to talk about fall a little bit we're all going to be drinking pumpkin spice lattes are they basic or overdone Martha says I think if you find one you like you're going to drink it as long as they exist because people just fall in love with pumpkin spice. The one we're drinking today of course is the Green Mountain Coffee Roasters pumpkin spice blend which everybody in my house loves. They're just crazy about it. So I think it's here to stay. I mean like why is this reading like an SNL skit? The way she has to get in the whole name the Green Mountain Coffee Roasters pumpkin spice blend and then has to point out that everyone in her house loves it. I mean 
she's really hitting us over the head with it, but I'm I'm drinking it up. And then when she's asked the favorite way she likes her pumpkin spice, she says she likes it iced with milk and whole milk. She says it's the only milk she drinks during the day, and she thinks it's good for her, her calcium intake. Now, this is where the interview takes a turn. <laughs> and with Martha, like, I feel like you never know if she's saying things in jest or, like, if she's literally giving you a barb, like, she's really throwing some shade at you. So please, please listen to this next part. Danya says, I love your friendship with Snoop. If you two were planning a day together, what would that look like? She says, well, first of all, trying to coordinate with Snoop a full day, I don't think either of us has a day to do anything. But we're usually collaborating on specific jobs, working on various enterprises. We love our pets. We talk about them a lot. We talk about our families. I met Snoop's mother several times, and he recently lost his mom, so we commiserate about moms. And he's a charming man. You didn't come to the opening at Bedford, did you? This this is where it takes a turn. Danya says, no, I couldn't make it. She goes, oh, that's too bad because Snoop came. You didn't come, but Snoop came. And I think he's probably busier than you are. <laughs> I mean, she, did not. she said that. And honestly, you know what? Danya's out here working for her paycheck. For all we know, she probably lives in New York City. The rent's expensive. She doesn't have an empire to fall back on. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know Snoop's a busy man, but I think Snoop is high 90% of the day. And like, I'm sure he's taking his time to have his munchies, light a joint. Poor Danya out here. I mean, <laughs> and then she just re- responds with fair. So you recently posted a video about your teenage dirtbag years. I mean, the rebound, Danya, like you, you slayed, you slayed it. Like <laughs> I would have been, <laughs> I would have been dumbstruck. Like I wouldn't have been able to say anything. I think I would have just ended the call. Like I would have just spontaneously hung up. Like, you know, when like the, the spam people call you and you try to have a conversation with them. Like sometimes I get so awked out that I just immediately, I immediately hang up. Like I don't say anything. I'm just like, I just click off because I'm awked. You know, I mean, not, not that I'm answering those calls that often, but sometimes I do on accident. So props to her. So she asked, if you could go back in time and tell teenage Martha one thing, what would it be? And Martha simply says, the future is bright. Now, now here she gives some, some really great advice that I think all of us could use. Myself very much included. She says, on the subject of Instagram, you have become an expert thirst trapper. Could you please give me some tips on how to execute the perfect thirst trap? Before we get into this, I say I could use advice because I quite often ponder, like, what if one day I just, like, posted a thirst trap? I've never posted a thirst trap in my life. Like, I am so... I just am so not able to do that. So one day I really just want to shock and like in no judgment to people, I just don't have the confidence. So one day I might just like want to whip it out, you know, and I'm going to pull back this advice from Martha to remind myself how to do it. So she says the first step is to put on some makeup. You have to feel good when you're snapping pictures of yourself. She says you then have to pose and find your best angle. If it's lying on your back, if it's looking sideways, looking sexy, whatever, do not stick your tongue out. I do not like sticking your tongue out pictures. I will never do that. That said, a lot of girls think that's sexy. I don't. That first thirst trap, I didn't even know what a thirst trap was when I took that picture. I had no idea. And I just thought, you look really hot, Martha. This is great. Post it. So I posted it. And that's when it became a thirst trap. And I mean, honestly, I think that's how everyone should post a thirst trap. If you look at a picture, like, you look really hot, girl. Post it. But yeah, again, she's inspiring me. Like, she has many times in my life. 
so then the last question is, if you could only have one breakfast for the rest of your life, what would it be? And she says it includes melon, eggs, and bacon, and any kind of bread, waffles, and pancakes, which, I mean, fabulous choices. Oh, which song is she says? She says, that's fabulous. Thanks for taking the time to chat with Martha. I really appreciate it. And Martha just says, bye-bye. <laughs> Did Harry Styles really spit on Chris Pine by Danielle Cohen? I know this is old news by now, but very much like Martha, I can't see a Harry Styles article and not speak about it. It's a disease. I am sick for that dumb, dumb man. Okay, but to give you a little background, the Venice Film Festival is where Don't Worry Darling premiered. As I'm sure you know by now if you've been listening to this podcast or just imbibing any sort of media in the world because the press about this movie has been out of this world. Uh, Don't Worry Darling is Olivia Wilde's second directing her sophomore directorial moment and it stars Harry Styles and Florence Pugh and the film debuted at the Venice Film Festival and I could not look away from the coverage of this event because especially on TikTok the way people were just dissecting every single moment and I know that just tends to happen with everything that Harry Styles does because his level of fame is so on that level of just sort of incomprehensible but in all of my years of you know following pop culture I I don't think I've ever seen a film festival appearance or debut picked apart in the way that this one was. I mean, I feel like I have seen every scene, every moment from press conferences dissected from every angle. And it's just, it's wild. No, no pun intended. Um, and so we have some footage of the stars taking their seats to actually watch the premiere of the movie. And Florence, Olivia, and Harry are all seated with a person in between them, which was very much the theme of the whole festival. They weren't ever kind of interacting very much, or if they did, it was in passing. I think it was kind of just to keep, you know, the media circus at bay because, again, people were going to dissect every single thing that an interaction these people had which they did anyways and it had this effect of just making everything more awkward because it was like Harry was very purposely like not trying to engage with Olivia and people are taking that to mean that they split up I I don't think it's that I think they were just told not to engage with each other and not make it about them but in turn it became completely about them because it was just so it, it was uncomfortable to watch Anyway, so when Harry comes to sit down, Olivia Wilde and Chris Pine are already seated. And Harry comes in and he's taking his seat. And because of just a weird coincidence of timing and the way he was sitting down, he appears to kind of lean over and like cough. And at the same time, Chris Pine looks down into his lap. Now to me, from the first time I saw it, it was pretty obvious what happens. It's Chris Pine is looking for his sunglasses and they've dropped into his lap. And all of a sudden he looks down in his lap and he sees his sunglasses and he's like, oh, haha, like they were in my lap the whole time, you know. But at this very same moment, Harry is kind of just like leaning down to sit in his seat and his face is kind of over. Chris is just because that's what happens when you're sitting down in a movie seat. And it looks like there's just a little tiny like speck of something. Like I think he just was coughing at the same time he was he was sitting down. But the fact that people ran with this rumor, this this is what I'm talking about, the the media surrounding this movie. It <laughs> I mean, to me it's the most insane rumor that I've seen in a while. Because let's just think about this logically. You know that there is r- rows of cameras in front of you. You know the 
the circus that's around this movie. Do you think for a second Harry Styles, who is the most popular pop star in the world right now, is going to, in front of cameras, spit on his co-star and respected movie star Chris Pine? Like, in no world is that happening. Ever. And to think that people even thought there was a chance that would happen or that Harry Styles did this in a in a kidding way or no, it's just so absurd to me. It's like one of those rumors. I just don't even understand how it got legs other than people just thinking it was funny, because if there's anyone who actually thought this was true, like, please come out. Please talk to me. I want to know what happened that made you think that this was true, because I can't get my mind around it. And then to add to all of it, you have these celebrities who are kind of mums the word most of the time, right? Like Harry does not comment on a lot of drama that happens. He, he really doesn't comment on any of it. He keeps his image so fiercely protected and manicured and tight. And it's why he's able to maintain this sort of idealistic view of him as kind of this untouched pop star, right? Like you don't hear a lot of bad press about Harry Styles. So... The fact that both of his team and Chris Pine's team came out and said that this story was a complete fabrication. And so Chris Pine's people said, just to be clear, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. They gave quotes to people and that everyone speculating about this moment is trying to, quote, create drama that simply does not exist. But then my favorite part of this comes with Harry Styles actually commenting on this moment at his concert, which, again, he's just not very likely to comment on any current events any sort of rumors about him at his concerts, at least the ones I've been to, he's never done that. He'll interact with the crowd briefly. He'll sing people happy birthday. He'll he'll make jokes about the little signs that people are holding. He's never giving anything very personal when he's up there on stage, in my opinion, compared to like, I'd, I'd say John Mayer is probably a good comparison as far as these kind of like singular male singer, songwriter, heartthrob types. Obviously, John Mayer's been in the business a lot longer, but I think because John Mayer has done so much shitty stuff and said so many shitty things, he comes across as a lot more like vulnerable on stage because he doesn't have this image to protect in the same way that Harry does. But he made a joke at a concert. He said he just popped very quickly to finish to spit on Chris Pine when he was talking about how happy he was to be back in New York. And I think that's hilarious, a really cheeky way to show it. it really kind of puts the whole rumor to rest. But again, the fact that this ever had legs is something that I just can't get my mind around. I know I keep saying that, but again, it just blows my mind and leaves me kind of speechless. Okay, next up we have The Emmys Needed More Jennifer Coolidge by Danielle Cohen and Olivia Truffaut Wong. I did not watch the Emmys. I always kind of forget about the Emmys because they come up so early in the award season. Like they really just sneak up on me. And I never know they're happening. Uh, but I will say it's very exciting that Zendaya won her second Emmy. And cool- Jennifer Coolidge won her first Emmy ever, which I cannot believe this is her first Emmy for someone who's just, in my mind, just been s- around so long and done so much work and is clearly really great at what she does. But she won an Emmy for her role in The White Lotus. She won it in the Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie category. And she actually beat out a lot of her White Lotus co-stars, including Connie Britton, who is sitting right next to her. I love how the authors of this article wrote, I still believe the best testament to her acting skills is the time she pretended to be twins so she could date two men in Hawaii. But the the Emmy's a nice cherry on top. And I love that story we talked about on here where she literally dated two men at (laughs) 
And I think I said it back then when we discussed that article, like the amount of pure skill and memory and finesse that that takes to pull that off, blown away. And I I watched Jennifer Coolidge's speech and you can tell she was really so shocked that she won and she seemed so flustered. She's up there and she goes, I just want to say, you know, I took a lavender bath tonight right before the show and it made me swell up inside my dress and I'm having a hard time speaking. And she really did seem kind of like out of breath and just very flustered. And she had this like completely crumpled up little piece of paper and she's unfolding it and she's trying to thank so many people. And then they start playing the music on her so freaking quick. And she's like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. And they just, then they start playing hit the road, Jack, you know, hit the road, Jack. Yeah. They started playing that. I'm like, that's so offensive. Like, put some respect on Jennifer's name. And I felt so bad. She just like stops reading and she just starts dancing to hit the road, Jack. And um, then she just leaves. Like, I, again, this is another one I need you guys to hear some of the audio for. I just want to say, um, you know, I took a lavender bath tonight and um, right before the show. And it made me swell up inside my dress. And uh, I'm having a hard time speaking. Um, but anyway, um, I, uh, I'm not kidding. I just, um, and thank you to my amazing uh, team. Wait, hold on. No, this is a once in a lifetime thing. And I'm, I'm full. I'm full. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. Jacob Fenton, my, a UTA, and Jonathan Weinstein, and, and Tiffany Kuzon at, at, at Mosaic. And my sister is here tonight. And wait, hold on one thing. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Okay. You can hear at the end there all the clapping because it's literally like she just starts dancing as they're playing Hit the Road Jag. And again, I obviously cut out a lot of the speech, but her speech really wasn't very long. Like she was just listing off names and they booted her so quick. So I don't know. It was just, it was sad. But then my favorite other part was that after uh, she won and she was being interviewed after the Emmys, um, she was asked by reporters if there was anyone at the Emmys that she was hoping to shoot her shot with. And without missing a beat, she replied, well, I was very excited about somebody, but I found out today he's dead. I mean, it's kind of a cringe question for them to ask, but I do want to know the answer. And I'm also wondering, like, who is it? Who's dead? Like, did he die recently? Is it a she? Like, who is this person? Kitsy just said the queen. I mean, who knows, honestly? And on that note, it's only fitting that today's blind item is about none other than Miss Jennifer Coolidge herself. So this is a blind item from August 4th, 2013. It's from Crazy Days and Nights. Of course, always take these with a grain of salt. It's not journalism. It's just a blind item. It says this B-list actress with the great voice and some of the best supporting roles ever usually plays sexy. You know, clearly that's about Jennifer. And it goes on to say, well, always sexy, even if she's playing a mom to a college student. Anyway, not too long ago, she entered the dating pool after a long absence, and she was having phone sex with a guy she had just started dating, and she could hear him watching a movie that sounded familiar. It turns out he was watching one of her movies, but he seemed to get more excited when a different actress was on screen. She asked him, and he said he was more turned on by the other actress, but she was great too, but he was wondering if she could introduce him to the other actress. 
our actress, as in Jennifer Coolidge, hung up. The other actress was Shannon Elizabeth. So I don't know if that was American Pie or if they were in another movie together after that. But, I mean, this is just so messed up and sad. But I love the idea of this story going around because Jennifer Coolidge is, like, out with her friends getting cocktails. And she's just like, y'all, get this load of shit. I was having phone sex and this guy wanted to hook up with Shannon Elizabeth. Obviously, I cannot do her voice. Kenzie can. I can't even try. So many people are so good at her voice, I know, because it's so distinct. Again, I am not an impressionist. But this just makes me so sad because, like, I just feel like that's the worst. Like, obviously, she was into this guy. And then for him to ask about Shannon Elizabeth, like, ugh, get a grip, dude. You were in the presence of greatness. You had her there. She was giving you phone sex. And this is how you repay her? Ugh. Also kind of funny that, like, is Jennifer Coolidge into phone sex? Is confirmed? <laughs> All right, guys. We've made it to our legit shit for the day. And sorry, I know this episode is a little short, but again, just pity me in my lack of bathroom. Oh, before we get to legit shit, guys, I'm still dying for reviews and ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Do you want to hear something sad? I always know the exact amount of reviews I have. Not because I check it every day, but because they never change. Like I've had the same amount for so long. I have 69 on Apple Podcasts and I have 38 on Spotify. So why don't you guys become the 70th, the 40th and help a girl out? It's so easy. You just go to Spotify, find my podcast and give it five stars. And on Apple, you can go to Apple Podcasts, click on my podcast, scroll to the bottom. You can write a review and leave five stars. It really means the world to me, and it would also mean so much to me if you share this podcast with friends, if you've ever enjoyed it. Tag me in your Instagram post if there's a particular part you liked, and I will see you next week. But before then, our legit ship for the day is not that exciting, guys. It's maybe the first time it's not complete consumerism. I mean, you're still buying something, but I just wanted to shout out thrift stores, particularly American Thrift Store, which mainly has locations in Florida, they have one in New York, one in New Jersey, but any any thrift store will do. Like a Goodwill, Salvation Army. You don't have to go to like the high end consignment shops. Just go to a thrift store, scrounge around for a little bit. It's so much fun, and I've been finding the best finds. I found a twenty dollar Gucci bag. I found four dollar leather boots, scarfs that Kenzie can tie on me and make scarf tops. She's really got me into that look. I got this really cool vest that's from the U.S. Open from 1994, actually the the golf one. Um, and it's in such great shape and I've been wanting a little like, you know, sweater vest moment. And that was $9.99. So I just want to remind you guys that like there are so many good finds. I think especially with kind of like what's in and trending right now, so much of it is like you can find that in a thrift store, like oversized blazers, trousers, vests, sweater vests, loafers like all those like fall looks that you're really seeing popularized right now girl you can find it at the thrift store I, tr- I promise you all right thank you guys for listening and i will see you next week bye oh oh my god oh my god i almost forgot we have a really special guest next week um i don't want to spoil it but she's talked about here on here a lot uh yeah that's all you're getting all right bye <laughs>